0: podcast is a member of the great big owl family <whistles>
1: It is my mate Toaster. Welcome back. Hope you're all doing well. I've got a fabulous guest on today. I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome him. And I, you know, I've been after him for ages. I really love this guy. He's a fantastic stand-up comedian, uh, brilliant radio host, very, very lucrative voiceover as well. And, and I definitely didn't book him because I was browsing Twitter and he did a, quite a good tweet and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll have Charlie Baker on.
0: That definitely didn't happen. Okay, Charlie? Oh, what a lovely intro. Quite a, quite a good tweet. Some lies about my career. <laughs> And And then here we are. It's like I've got nothing else to do on a Monday morning.
1: Yeah, it was pretty quick. The response back from you was like, zing,
0: yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. No, only because I like your podcast, Tom. Oh, thanks, love. Aren't you If if I didn't like your podcast, I'd be like, um. Oh, that's nice. uh,
1: I feel bad though, because you've started with a compliment. And all I've said about you is I sort of got you on by accident, which is rude. you go low. I go high. Thank you, mate. (laughs) That's how I live my life. That's certainly what our our voiceover agents do as well. So (laughs) now, listen. Charlie Baker welcome to the show. Um Thank you. I'm just what am we going to do right cuz too often I start this podcast with flim flam and waffle right oh yeah so I'm, I'm trying to tie- I love that double act don't you they're so good <laughs> and waffle. huge during the war <laughs> I'm huge. flim flam and I'm waffle, waffle. <laughs> and together we're talking shite da, 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 da. No, that's hey. what, so my point is I want to just dive straight in okay because that's what good, get in that's what straight a good in. format
0: does you switch top gear on straight into the cars do yeah? I need to look at the uh, history as we go along or are you just going to spring surprises mm. on me put it this way put it this way right if I um, had one of
1: those microscopic cameras and I was popping it up your bum bum right now to have a little mm. look at Around, actually, I you- have
0: just bought one of those off oh, Amazon, well, so <laughs> I <devil> that. <laughs> what a great
1: link. How many stars? One brown star. And if, oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. And if I was doing that as a doctor, would you turn to, the camera, to, turn to the screen to look and see what was happening, or would you turn away and let the doctor get on with it?
0: I'd let you get on with it. There you go. That's, I'd let you get that, on with it. That. But that actually, works. although, actually, when my wife, when I'm quite fascinated by that, when we had our first child and my wife had a cesarean section, yeah. they took her womb out um, and and I started looking at it and I thought this is the only opportunity I'll ever get to see <laughs> a womb in like real life oh. and like an insides of somebody so I, I had a really good look <laughs> so actually I've lied to you there I don't in terms of my ability to have a follow-up question, I, I
1: put myself behind no one in my ability to have a follow-up question. But the follow-up question to
0: I had a look at my wife's womb. There is yeah. no
1: follow-up question. Well, that is I I'll never get
0: the chance ever again, will I? So
1: no, I mean, is it like a sort of what is it like a sort of hemp, written, one of those hemp well, you,
0: Daunt book bags or something? Or? Yes, it's along those like a tote. Like, <laughs> it had made in Berkshire written on it, which I thought was just. Really interesting. Uh, so, did you tell her you were doing that, or did you no, not? Did no, you... well, she was out. Tom, she, no, was, out she was out. So, she out, was out cold. cold. So, we'd, have, we'd had a thirty-six-hour labour. She wasn't interested in me looking
1: no. at her womb. Well, listen, she should go on one torn every minute, which is my wife's podcast, oh, where they talk good. about
0: childbirth. I'll, we'll sort that out. Oh, afterwards. yeah, well, she'd love that. Yeah, okay. great, okay. great, yeah, great, great title. <laughs> there you Come go. Up, well, the title yeah. first. It's all about the title first,
1: mate. It's all about the title first. Let's go. We're going to dive right back. Can I? Has just... She had Natalie and Brulier
0: on that yet? No,
1: you know Natalie and Brulier. So only very recently had her first child. You know, it was like last year, I think. It, oh, really? And everyone had the other. Everyone had the same everyone. joke. Well, that song's going to have a whole new <laughs> resonance for you. Let's not let's not dwell. Um, so, 15th of June, 2009. Oof, okay. Right? Yeah? You've gone for the Coleman Modulus X5. And I'd like you to tell me, Charlie, right? I'm going to quiz oh, you. Yeah. What is a Coleman Modulus X5? X5.
0: That is a tent, Tom. That is a tent. It's and uh, I bought that tent because I'd already bought another tent drunk on eBay and, right. and it turned up and we could not, it, A, I couldn't put it up. We needed, the we wanted a big tent. And we had some friends at the time who were real big campers and they'd bought a Coleman Modulus X5. And I thought it looked pricey for a tent, Tom. So I bought this other tent on eBay that turned up and was absolute dog shit. Uh, and that's your mistake. we put it up in yeah. their garden and they were like, and it like almost blew away and like, so <laughs> it was really bad tent. So I sent that yeah. one back and right. then just bought exactly the same one as they had, the Coleman one. But now, of course, that's in our loft. Oh, it's yeah. a great tent, but who can be bothered getting out the massive tent?
1: Well, it's an absolutely enormous tent. It's got an awning, yeah at the front yeah. it's it's really uh, it's got so you go in you've got a little hallway a little tent yeah. hallway and then you've got a module on your left for sleeping and a module on, module on your right for sleeping as well so it's a proper sort of uh, you know it's one of those tents it's so big you'd need to give people directions to find your room it's you know a I mean? brilliant
0: brilliant tent right but I've only ever ever really had bad luck with it as well like we went oh tell me we why. went camping uh, to Cornwall in it and it went this it was, it was, was like middle of May and it dropped to minus one in the night <laughs> and we had, and, and my son at the time will have been three or four oh. so absolutely horrific you know camping's horrible at the best time and I love camping yeah. so that was that was that was a bit bad and then my wife and I we took it to uh, Latitude Festival mm-hmm. and I was filming something on the Monday morning but I went to Latitude Festival I'd, I'd been asked to do the main main comedy tent a bit, yeah. you know a bit of a bit of a good sort of gig to get when you're pretty, up, early, pretty yeah. early in your career yeah
1: hanging out with Robin
0: Ince and Josie Landon yeah exactly interview. brilliant yeah, so all that gang. Yeah. set the tent up didn't do a great job we we fell out a lot putting it up then I had my mm. set and on the way to my set I bumped into uh, a director and an actor and I just I got a job in their sitcom and then uh, they changed the director and this new director didn't want me in the sitcom <laughs> oh. So removed me from the sitcom. So I had to have a chat with them just like small oh, I mean, just like small talk. You bumped into the director yeah. who ditched yeah. you. Oh <laughs> my God. And the God. lead actor. And this was like luckily the sitcom wasn't didn't wasn't a huge success. So I had to have a chat with them like very small talk and sort of say oh that's all you'll feel my pain here tom i'm I'm assuming you've been in similar situations to these i
1: would say charlie we have quite similar careers we're both sort of funnying around show-offs who you know am i a comic i'm more of an mc i i just talk absolute shit and and i have this sort of acting sideline which sometimes becomes more and more than a sideline and then very often like you i have also
0: been sacked From sitcoms, which <laughs> have
1: then also not done too well. And I may have contributed to that with online reviews. I, think, I
0: couldn't I, I think people don't mind they'll be alright. Tom, Tom will be alright. He'll survive. It'll be yeah. okay. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's really nice Charlie. Put, He's such a nice guy. He'll put up with it. Yeah. And as was shown by me walking to the stage to do my set and <laughs> uh, having to chat to these people for for 10 minutes of small talk and Shit. and also making them feel all right about themselves for removing me from their project. So you ended up consoling. It, them. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, there we are. So uh then went, of course, did the gig, was on after Mickey Flanagan. Um oh, you're absolutely And doomed. At the same time as me, uh, Tom York, uh, the radio head <laughs> singer, did a surprise solo set. <laughs> 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 and oh so, uh, so there's me going. Oh, right, yeah, Anyone here ever been to Devon? Pink plastic watering cans. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, li- guys, everyone, everyone, everyone leaves anyone? the tent. Oh, except man, you know, is... and then uh, absolutely disaster. So we went back, packed up the tent, and went home. Did you go back? Just went home. Just didn't even stay in the tent. Just packed up. I like left. I like the idea that you'd come back from the gig and wordlessly pack up. (laughs) So your wife's like, Charlie, what's happened? Charlie, talk to me. Just gonna put the poles back. Just silently, yeah. And anyway, we've never taken the complete tent out because it comes in two bags, and so we've taken. It's a really good tent, and one day we will use it again. But I've got about four tents. I love. I really love camping. Yeah, I can tell. But well, you need to set up your own festival, and hey, that would be nice. Surely. Yeah, that's a good idea. Stick
1: all those out. What a line. good so, idea. So, I mean, this is the thing. This is what's quite nice about um, this podcast is that we can rake over—not rake over. What's the what's the thing when you're digging and you sort of churn
0: over the so mud and you have a look in there? It's and, Memories, isn't it? You know what? What does yeah. that? What does that tent trigger in but me? Well, it's obviously triggering um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> career disaster,
1: but also most importantly, it's it's reminding you of things sitting in your loft. Those mm. those items in your loft which are saying, please. Please daddy use. Maybe me. it's
0: like a bad vibe though, in the maybe it's like, you know, when something's in the house and it's dragging the house down, you know, maybe it's caused a lot of you know, although this we've had a lot of nice things happen in this house, so maybe it's not. Do you think know. maybe some sort of tent exorcist could be on the car? Uh, yeah, along those lines, that'd be wouldn't that be lovely? That'd be that'd be great. I mean, I've been into a lot of okay. Tents that smell like the devil's been in them. <laughs> well, this one wouldn't have that because this one's got a uh, a cool airport. Yeah. Listen, it's a great tent. If cool if people are, con- are considering a, a a three room three section tent with an awning that holds it's got a left
1: wing. It's got an awning. It's got a left wing and a right wing. Yeah. Obviously, if you go to latitude, you just use only the left, the left wing. wing. Hey, like, guys, hey, whoa, hey,
0: thank you. Who's it. good evening? Why was I never booked, <laughs> guys? Hello. <laughs> Um, Um, Yeah, it's a great, if anyone's, it's fully waterproof and it's a great tent. It's just in big bags and these, it's heavy and big bags. And these days you can get a lot lighter, you know, mm. ones that blow up basically. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing, isn't it? You can get the ones to pop up. Also, I would say the reviews are great news. I mean, we've got a bigger than expected and mm. uh, lots of people talking about erections. So, if you're Are looking these for... the
0: reviews of me at Latitude? or?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, those have been burnt. Exactly, Those have been <laughs> oh, gone. Yeah. Well, they should. Um, so that is the Coleman Modulus tent. Very <laughs> nice. nice indeed. A strong start, Charlie Baker. Let's move on. Talking of strong, Jeremy Strong Collection, a 10-books box set. What is What is, is the Jeremy Strong collection? collection i can give you the blurb if you'd like yeah, this will help on. you it might be a, it's by puffin so i'm i'm sensing kids yeah, I'm
0: strong kid kids but this sounds like a present this sounds like mm-hmm. we've got hundreds of nieces and nephews and godchildren and oh, and just friends with kids there's hundreds of kids running around and and yeah. it's like i this sounds like one of the more bookish children who we know right because my yeah. my son especially he's not a big reader so this doesn't sound like we've bought this for him. This sounds like one of the more, we've got friends who's, who went to Oxford and Cambridge and things, you know, and, and, I know the and we really yeah. realise that where when we see them and they are sitting down, reading a book and yeah. doing their homework without a massive fight, where we've gone wrong as parents, you know, but you realise it's genetic. It is genetic. Isn't it, Tom? I really believe so, that it is. You know, the fact that my daughter now is four puts yeah. on like, puts on shows already, you know, we've not, we've not shown her how to do that or or she's never seen me at work. But the fact cuz your wife's an actor as yeah, well. Yeah, she's isn't she? an actor. Yeah. So you're, you're, your kids are
1: absolutely doomed. I mean, the thing is I, I honestly feel like I try and show my kids way more love and affection than my parents showed me, which I'm not going to lie to you, Charlie. Not 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 too oh, tricky. Okay. Um, <laughs> one, one hug in 2015 and I've actually done oh, it. Oh, well, great um, news. And uh, but let's not go into that. But and I thought that's going to be the solution. They're not going to be turns. If I show them the love, they're not going to need the, you know, the conditional love of an audience no, to replace yeah, yeah. the conditional love of their father. Not so much the youngest one absolute maniac. He basically comes in every day. He's like, Daddy, let's play
0: some improv games. Oh, oh and you're like, yes, and? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't block him. Can't no block him, mate. Whoa, you're blocking me, Dad. This is unbelievable. Exactly. Well, no, but you know, yeah. you try and, and I've found that the things I've tried, the things that, like, I love sport, and I've always loved sport, and I always wish I'd played more sport as a kid, because I was always, dun- mm. I was always dancing and stuff, so, and doing shows, but I always, I always sort of, wish I'd had a bigger, um, it, it, um, sporting life I did loads of sport but I wish I'd done more so I've sort of sort of guided my son towards doing lots of sport and then you realise yeah oh this isn't for- <laughs> you do have a moment of this isn't for him is it this is this is for you and so now I just go you can do whatever you like you know you do whatever you like but he we've always taken them to Edinburgh and they've been <sighs> in Edinburgh and, he, and, he, and we've always thought oh poor kid he's had and anyway the last two or three years especially this year he's gone oh I really miss he's 13 now you know and he's like, I really miss Edinburgh, you know, and uh, everything seems a bit, everything, everything seems a bit dull. You know, he normally spends his summer surrounded by drag queens and, and, and people <laughs> juggling fire, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Don't you love that in Edinburgh when someone's, just, someone's just, on a, on a 10 o'clock in the morning, someone's on a unicycle juggling fire and, yeah. and people are just walking past them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just not. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Whatever. Just, who it's, cares? Yeah,
0: it's the equivalent
1: of seeing a Starbucks in London. <laughs> it's just, it's not a biggie. No, but this is absolutely true. And you cannot do any better than what you're doing. Taking your kids to Edinburgh and just giving them that injection of, of life and variety yeah. and volume as well. Everything's just so loud in Edinburgh and those festivals. And and, and I include Latitude and all those stuff, all, all those things. It's just it's the best thing you can do. However, but reading it, you- but
0: reading is brilliant though, and the thing is, yes. reading is is such a release and such an escape. Especially if you know if as a child you have any anxieties or or um, uh, just looking for a world outside your world. Sometimes the fact that reading can give you that and yeah. is such an angle that if they don't take it you go no that's the part that's the path out is is to read all those things so i wish it was for my son that we'd bought the jeremy strong books but i don't think it was <laughs> i think it was one of our more intelligent friends children so okay not for your Thick jeans.
1: Okay, good, good. Well, that's nice, nice that you can, you know. Thick jeans was truce. my auntie, actually. <laughs> um, look, we're going to skip on ahead, yeah, to Charlie Baker. Sure. Nothing bought in two thousand and ten. I don't know if you. Nothing. Maybe you just bought a sea of dildos and you've erased maybe, them. Maybe
0: others. we, maybe we changed accounts or something. You know, mm. maybe we lost the. I don't know. I've no, I've no idea what happened yeah. in two thousand and ten. Well, two thousand and ten is just a, It's a. You go dark. You come back.
1: Uh, in 2011, mm-hmm. we've got um, "Working Girl" vintage movie poster. Oh, yeah, that, that's
0: gonna that be my wife. Yeah. That's what she loves. That film, um, and she, uh, she particularly likes the song on the end of "Working Girl." What is that on the soundtrack? Oh, that's a that, great question. She particularly well. We should, that's the sort of thing. Well, I well, should hang on. Let me let's have a look. Working girl, girl soundtrack movie. movie yeah, she particularly time. likes that song. Um, but she, that is a great film, isn't it? "Working Girl." It's a really, really good film. Absolutely love it. I've never seen it. The only thing about posters, I find it—you can, unless you frame them. When you're in your forties, you do look like you're trying to be a student again. You know, yeah, having yeah. I mean, posters once... up. You know, a Bob Marley yeah. poster or something. You know, you can't do you it. Know. You've got. I love the Pope. The Pope smokes dope. On. Oh,
1: brilliant! <laughs> there used to be a, a big poster sale at my university. Did every they? Yeah. Week. Yeah, and you'd just go down and you'd. You'd fill your room. What did I have? I think I had Morrissey posters in oh, my lovely, room. Oh, lovely. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Just to really, uh, just, to, just to show, just to
0: let people know how racist that was. <laughs> just you know, I really, really yeah. into the old whole right wing thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. His music's fine, but it's politics <laughs> that I'm really after. You know? <laughs> yeah, a, po- a, po- a poster in your room is, are you allowed it as you get older? They have to be framed, don't they? It's, uh, yeah, got to be framed, mate. I've got one up of uh, Louis Armstrong. The trumpet king of swing in person from 1942, oh, um, yeah. uh, and you sort of go, "I don't I think I wasn't in that, but that is right, right up my street." You know, quite fun to try and convince your kids that you were. <laughs> I was in that. in that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah me yeah. and the Louis yeah, Armstrong yeah. Hot Six. Yeah, I was just down Watch to the, down to the last seven for the Hot Six. <laughs> <laughs> then I then I bumped into the uh, director yeah. <laughs> who sacked me off. Very mm-hmm. awkward.
1: Um, all right, so hang on. Have we established the song no, that comes right, at okay, the end of Working Girl? Have you got it? Let's do that, because otherwise. Um, was it Let the River Run by Carly, it, Carly Simon? That's Carly Simon,
0: Let the River Run. Yeah, she loves that we can, song. Do you know what I can do? I can, I can play a bit of it now. Oh, let's, beautiful. let's play well, can it. can you link into it as if you're on Magic well, look, FM? We won't we be able to hear it, oh. but in the edit,
1: I'll play oh, it oh, out. So, it'll sound, so what we've got to do, right? Right now, we're not going to hear it, but off the back of it, we've got to pretend like we've just heard it, okay? So mm. are you, are you up for that? I'm up for that, yeah, I'm up for that, yeah.
0: There you go. That's a little bit of Carly Simon, Let the River Runs. It's, it's a great record. Isn't it? She's brilliant, isn't she? She was married to James Taylor, who's my, one of my favourite all-time artists. Um, and he was also, he shagged everyone. Was he very vain? He, yes, hugely vain. No, no I, I think it might be about, I genuinely think it might be about him, that song. Oh, I'll trust him to think that. Everyone says Warren Beatty, but, but I'm quite sure it was James Taylor. Um, right. who, but James Taylor shagged absolutely everybody. Like absolutely, like Joni Mitchell shagged everybody. How do you know, how do you have this knowledge of who shagged whom in the 70s? They, they, is that, that, is, that is my sort of favourite musical period. Could you do that but, on Mastermind? Uh, Joni Mitchell <laughs> <Could you>? famously <laughs> shagged like most of the Eagles, um, no like the Doobie Brothers, <laughs> like James Taylor, Jay- like, um, like like famously shagged absolutely everybody in that period of music.
1: Okay, here we go. Mitchell's list of lovers. Yeah. Boggles, not because of its quantity, but its quality. Leonard Cohen, mm. David Crosby, Graham Nash. Yeah. Crosby Stills, or not Stills. Yeah, Stills, Stills. furious.
0: Stills. What's wrong with me? <laughs>
1: Stills, absolute munter. Fu- furious Mate, in Joan, the corner.
0: I've got, Just, I've got Joan <laughs> Baez here. Fuck Joan <laughs> Baez, I want Mitchell. Stills in the corner, knocking one out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> James Taylor, Jackson Brown, yeah. John and Sam Shepard.
0: She who had, who had a type, didn't she? One. She had a real type. Wow! Oh,
1: yeah, the lovers of Joni Mitchell. I'm absolutely serious, Charlie. If you do ever go
0: on Mastermind,
1: Celebrity <laughs> Masterminds. <laughs>
0: no, I should talk about that.
1: Yeah, people, watch Joni Mitchell's
0: fucked. That would be. But a- the thing is, right? So Rolling Stone then brought out this cover. Um, is she the big? The, I can't remember the biggest. They had a phrase for it. I can't remember what it what it was. Or was it derogatory? Yeah, well, remember. it was sort of. Uh, yes, it was derogatory, basically. Mm. But actually, her thing is that's. It's up to me, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and you go, so she's so ahead of her time. She's a time traveler anyway. She's so ahead of her time. She's the best, uh, she's the best singer, songwriter, guitar player of all time. Yes. Bar yes. none. Um yes. and if she was a man, everyone would be losing their mind the whole time. She's yes, the, yes. she writes the most incredible albums, incredible. And all her songs are about being in love, falling in love, um, yeah. but being the stronger person. In the relationship, you know, uh, basically so the whole the blue album is about James Taylor, but yeah, but, uh, I think James Taylor left Carly Simon for, I don't know if, I don't think it was for Joni Mitchell, but he was a massive heroin addict. So all um, sorts right, of okay. trouble. But she's. I, brilliant. Feel
1: like Carly, we, I feel like we've come off the back of Carly Simon and gone into a, you know, Carly Simon there. It wasn't Joni Mitchell good. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, well okay,
1: let's. If you were if you were comparing this night, right, yeah. and and, yeah. and say, you know, Hal Hal Cruttendon's just come off stage, and you go on stage and then say, isn't Michael McIntyre
0: great? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, furious. It's, it's not a good look.
1: I can't say always.
0: Hello, my name's Beth Murray, and if you'd like to hear funny people talk about giving birth, then have I got the podcast for you. Poor Richard, he made the (laughs) schoolboy (laughs) error of standing up to see the baby while I was on the operating table, and I think that's really not recommended. (laughs) You were scarred for life, he was scarred for life. In the latest series of One Torn Every Minute, a whole labour ward of new guests tell me their birth stories in hilarious and graphic detail. gas and air can suck much. that's one tour in every minute available now on all good podcast platforms mm. i suppose you wouldn't do it at all would you if you really thought about it
1: even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more This is My Mate Bought Toaster. I'm joined by the fabulous Charlie Baker today. Charlie, I'm in 2011. Mm. There's some great things here. And we've got Live Girls Presents Dogtown Series 1. Might there be a reason why we have that?
0: Yes, because my wife <laughs> was in that yes. and uh, did a series of that and then had my son. So she was right at the beginning of BBC Three uh, when they were commissioning comedy. And her and Emma and Beth Kilcoyne, who are uh, sisters and now big writers and write loads of stuff, Um, they wrote a series and they were a sketch show and they had like one of those amazing Edinburgh's where they were in the same room as Catherine Tate, you know, it was their show and then Catherine Tate, both doing absolutely brilliant. They had one of those Edinburgh's where everybody comes and and tells you you're amazing and Pam Ayres turns up, you know, that sort of level Mm. of of dream, (laughs) dream, you know. Pa- just just close your career after one of those edinburghs Palmer's rodriguez um and <laughs> and uh, football joke there um <laughs> and one of those and then you know it strode on strode on got commissioned by bbc3 who then gave so many notes in my opinion that it just spoiled no, this, Spoiled the whole, whole thing. I, I think you must be lying here,
1: Charlie. It's the only explanation because I've never heard of execs at any <laughs> TV corporation giving so notes that so many notes that they destroy a comedy enterprise. It's just never happened. So, sorry, so mate. The, we won't really have lies so on the so show. So, so, so they
0: made it, and it was it was good, but not quite what they wanted to make. And then second series didn't happen. And then but, can I just say it's difficult, right, so isn't it? But it's difficult. This you, comes when into you, my theory yeah. that you've got to be a fucking asshole, yeah. And your wife is not a fucking no, asshole. I agree. If you
1: want to make your, your first thing, you like this. There's so many, many people who we could all name, but we won't, who are known for being prickly and tricky and difficult. And my God, when you've got. Five producers and I've seen it happen, exec producers who've never done an Edinburgh, who don't have any comedy experience at all. They've not done fifteen years yeah, of stand up comedy. Yeah. They don't know what they don't know what a live audience wants, who say things like, I think someone from another planet should come into this scene. I think oh. an alien would be quite funny here. Yeah. And they don't and and unless you're an arsehole and you push back, what your guys yeah. would have done there is to go, Yeah, okay, okay cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. The end, well it started the end. off
0: as the, the show was called Live Girl Sketch Show in Edinburgh yeah. and it was yeah. a brilliant sketch show of all these characters, and then it got pushed towards being a sitcom a narrative sitcom and it was like uh, this was a sketch <laughs> this was a sketch yeah. show but it it's i'm uh, i'm so proud of what she does it i think she's brilliant in it and and it's on DVD and you can't buy the DVD anywhere so we basically went onto Amazon and bought i think we bought about 20 copies of it because it's about £1.84 <laughs> or It's £1.99 <laughs> yeah, so actually exactly so yeah. but it still exists and we're like okay well we will we'll, you know if you make something in this industry and it's out there, and you've got a bit of you've, you're leaving something on you? you. You did that because it's so easy just to, for it to be transitory, and and you've to, like gigs are so transitory, and yeah. everything's so you know you could have had a you could have a thirty year career as a comic, and no one would have ever no, nothing no one, to show for no it. No one would ever nothing see anything for. of it, you know. So yeah, 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 and then yeah. of course what happened then was um, uh, she had a baby, and a comedy partner had a baby, and it just it just sort of fizzled out and then they they never tried to come back because they didn't want to feel like they were trying to come back and be their younger selves. And, and, but yeah. they're, they're all still friends. But So I think, yeah, I think it, that- So what was, you're saying is it's kind of your fault as well, the impregnator in this it, story.
1: <laughs> you, you sort of impregnated your wife's career to death.
0: Oh, that's a lovely story. What a lovely Charlie. story. That's... I've really dragged it down. I've said I really fancy Carly Simon oh <laughs> and <laughs> I've, I've killed my wife's career. But other than that, Tom, um, you know, no, it's interesting. I think it's so difficult uh, for women to have a long comedy career if they want a family. Yeah, I think it's very, very difficult for people. I know it's, and I've
1: seen it myself with my wife going out of uh, working in TV, taking you know a couple of years out for uh, babies, and just it's just so very, very hard to get back in to get back into the swing of things. And also an element of it certainly with. Beth my wife was that she didn't she sort of sort of gave her a context on her career mm. you know when she's had a kid you go back to it and go actually do I really want to do this yeah so there is an element of that but but that's not that doesn't play as much as the fact that people are just you just get overtaken in that year that yes. you take out there's, and, someone and there's, someone there's someone else there's someone else someone else man and it's fucking brutal but also so-
0: you'll have been you'll have been the hot thing for half an hour at one Mm, point, you know, and had everything chucked chucked at you, you know, and I was the hot thing for half an hour and had everything chucked at me and nothing stuck. Um, Well, But you look back and you think, oh, well, Well, stuff did stick. Some rumours did stick. (laughs) And you're still going, you know. But you do go, oh, was that my fault? And you go, no, that wasn't your fault. That's just, it's just that time passed.
1: Mate, I'm having a full Goodwill hunting career that, moment. You remember,
0: that, that, it's not your fault. That time that time fault. passed and it's not your fault. And you can speak to a lot of people and you go, and I'm going to say Rob Rouse will have had, you know, <sighs> loads of, op- yeah. lo- lo- so I talked to him about it a lot, you know, and it's quite, you know, it's not hard to deal with because you have to go, it's show business. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but you go, did I blow it? And you go, no, you didn't blow it. And you weren't a, pr- a prick. So actually, mm. And and you're still working, so that's fine. The only person who I've seen in any sort of power who's got there and has kept it and is not a prick, it just works in a very uh, collaborative way and makes everybody feel involved. And I've worked Boris Johnson is is yeah. is Harry Hill. So I've yes. worked a lot with Harry, and yes. he does it through. No, I'm in charge, but he does it in such a nice way, in such yeah. a artistic, creative. Make everyone feel good about themselves. Like if someone brings on three props, you know, and they're all obviously wrong, he, yeah. will, he will make you see why all those props are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a, yeah. these props are wrong. Sort of way, no. but in a sort of using all the props and showing you why it's not as funny or whatever. And then they'll go and bring back exactly the right prop. So he's sort of teaching people rather than telling people. He is so loved by everyone yeah. who's worked with him, Harry Hill. Exactly. So what, what have you done with Harry Hill? Um, so I did his musical yeah. at the Palladium, um, I Can't Sing, which was uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, oh, yes. That was, a, that was an amazing the, the, experience. The, the talent show takeoff. Yeah, thing. yeah. It was sort of a, um, it was an X Factor uh, the musical, bit, basically, um, yeah. with and Simon Cowell was involved, and, everywhere. and It was an amazing few months, really, really amazing. But that massively flopped. Well, it didn't flop. It just shut because mm-hmm. uh, Simon Cowell didn't want it to run anymore. Um, so it didn't flop, uh, and it was really good. It was really, really good. Really. Really, really good. Um, actually, mm-hmm. the lead woman in it, um, Cynthia Erivo, I uh, she's now super like super LA and super sort of <laughs> super Hollywood. Oh, and Cynthia! Up, yeah, and was up was up for an hey uh, was up for an Oscar. Oh, um Christ. right and all those things but just as she was sort of getting there in that i started doing a cabaret night in in um uh victoria at the saint what used to be the saint james and is now the other place or something anyway mm-hmm. i know it was like comics and dancers and and singers and real sort of cabaret old school feel to it i said oh would you come and do i sort of messaged her would you come and do a couple of songs you know hundred quid couple of songs um and she went I said, when is it? And I went, oh, it's. There. And she went, oh, I can't. I'm um, I'm singing at the Grammys with John Legend that night. <laughs> and I went, oh right, okay, yeah, sure, sure, uh, sure, <laughs> no something. problem. Well, what time do you finish? Yeah, yeah. What I mean, time? You could double can that. You, you can double can that.
1: Me- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We could go on a bit. We could have a long interval. You <laughs> want after? We like to listen to toast. We're
0: not the kind who would boast. And even in spite of the host, we still like to listen to toast. La, 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 what I do like is we've um, started uh, there talking about my wife's career, and mm. I've really moved it on to my career and another <laughs> male comedian. <laughs> it's like carly simon to
1: joni mitchell all over again i want to talk to you about so my question is right my question is i want to talk how do you keep that energy and that bravery and that artistic kind of determination even when you were Mm. the hot thing and you're not anymore right that's my question but i'm going to talk to you about an item and i want you to massage in an answer to that question in the item does that make sense okay yeah sure So that way we're still sticking to the format
0: Lovely, but we can yeah. also uh, we can also continue this uh, mutual therapy session. That's, it, that's what it it's becomes it. every week. The best episodes—it's <laughs> either a circle
1: jerk or therapy. All right, so I'm just going to come up with a random yeah. item, and then you can somehow. Yeah, yeah? it's like okay. an improv game. Right? Like yeah. Seventeenth of May, 2013. Now, mm. All right, Charlie Baker. Seventeenth mm-hmm. of May. We've got a. Oh, I love. Lovely to see here a thermos. Planet mug, zero point four liters. Tell us about the the, the thermos mug.
0: Is Gosh. it your favorite mug? The, the thermos planet mug. Those sorts of mugs yeah. are so. When you're a road comic, yes, and good, you're good. going back to be. And I say going back, like I was. I've always been a road comic, but when you are hitting, hitting a bit, and and you're the chosen one for a bit, like we were discussing. Yes. Um, and you get off the road a bit. Yeah. You get off the road, you start doing other bits of telly. You, financially, you don't need to do as much on the road as, as you did before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting other stuff thrown at you, other jobs, other ideas. So you get off the road a bit. Um, and then in 2013, when it had, mm, the heat had sort of stopped... A bit, really. Although I did do my best ever Edinburgh show in 2013.
1: Isn't that always the yeah, way? Yeah, because I went, basically oh. I had
0: that healthy sense of, right, fuck it, i just do what I want to do. Yes. Um, but that mug will have been a symbol of me getting back on the road. Mate. And that is the way I think comics, uh, certainly the way I deal with uh, rejection or, or not being in the room or on the lists anymore is, mm. well, I'm always a comedian i've always got the road i've always got rooms full of strangers who i know i can turn up and 99 percent of the time i can make a room full of strangers laugh their ass off yeah. and you know, also can i just point out this is the most perfect item right are you ready for this
1: mm. this, this metaphor is about to absolutely blow okay, your tits off. On. hold on to your tits ready here it comes
0: <laughs> because you stay hot if you keep it in a thermos mug this is the thing The thing, you don't want it too hot. You want to be warm. That's one thing I've learned as well. Just be warm, just be warm, you know, just stay warm and then you'll stay working. And the thing is, what are your options? To stop telling jokes or to keep telling jokes. And if you stop telling jokes, you'll go mad. So, Mm. and also what a privilege to be able to tell jokes for a living and go out and do it. So that is the job in my, in my, when people go, I want to be a comedian, I go, I always say, well, I hope you like driving because, because... Or like trains, because that is the job. If you're a comic, mm. it's not being on live at the Apollo and being uh, uh, Mickey Flanagan and going. Vsh! Although he did his fair share of all that, you know, or he really did. It, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not just going bang out, you know. 95% of comics just are driving around, you know, this time are driving around the country, making making strangers laugh. And yep. that is the job. And also, but that is also our blanket. And that is also what I've always held higher than anything else I've ever done is that thing of, I've got that. And it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel strong in any situation. And so yeah. when it is all crumbling around and you go, right, I'll go and do some gigs, And you always feel better. It's like when you go for a run, you always feel better after a run than when you don't go for a run, you know, Mm. mentally. And so doing the gigs is, well, I've got that. It's my safety blanket. And also you can walk into any situation, any media situation. Like I work on talk sport at the moment and I absolutely love it. And I'm, but I'm always in the back of my mind. You're a comedian, you're a comedian, comedian. If they sack you tomorrow, you go back on the road. And and it's, Although the road doesn't exist at the moment, it will again, it will again. And you go, and that's what, that's what, that's what I hold over being an actor or being Mm. anything else in this industry is we've always got, it's like being a plumber. You can, you know, you've always got the road and that's what that mug will signify to me is you're getting back on the road, buy yourself a nice mug and, and fill yourself up again.
1: You've absolutely smashed this out of the park. I set you a task. It's like I set you an essay question and then gave you a random item. It's brilliant. Um, all right. Okay, good. Charlie, let's move on now. Yeah. 2014 yeah. here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brush over a few bits because we've done a lot of time already. Sure. I don't want to run out of time. I feel like time. I've wanged on. No, no. It's been glorious. I mean, podcasts should be called wanging on, so that's fine. <laughs> that is the point of this thing. Um, you've got some comedy. You've also bought Citizen Khan. Um yeah. You've got...
0: Uh, that would be because my wife was in it. Oops um no, that- <laughs> very nice very nice was she a regular in it no 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 she did an episode oh. all right fine okay. and so you no. for your show reel you buy the episode don't you of course and then send it back once you've ripped it
1: <laughs> good well done there we've got films uh muppets most wanted with ricky oh, Gervais. yeah well this yes. is the
0: thing i think this this is when it starts coming up on your when you you know you've got kids and you're at your home yeah. and they've seen everything on on cbc and yeah, yeah.
1: I'm definitely seeing
0: evidence of kids here, for sure.
1: Um, Lego Marvel Superheroes on the Xbox 360. Lovely, yeah. Um, Oh, here's a good one. 22-inch cast-iron fire bowl fire pit to your
0: Okay, that was a birthday present. Yeah, don't you love a... Have you got a fire bowl... Tom, I love sitting outside. I just love sitting outside. We're mm. sitting up. We've, only, we've got a courtyard. We haven't got a garden, but we sit out. Whereabouts it. are you in the country? Uh, in Oxfordshire, South Oxfordshire, by the Thames. Surely that means you've got endless fields nearby. I tell you where I live, Corston, Corston, which isn't it's not called Corston, but in Midsummer Murders, it is called Corston where we live.
1: Oh my God!
0: We live in Midsummer Murders. Oh my
1: God! It's so I I was in an episode of Midsummer Murders, and it's still the
0: greatest job of my life. The dream! I'd absolutely love to be in Midsummer Murders. Well, you know what they call
1: it for the royalties? It's called the Midsummer Mortgage. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Well, it's not really come in actually. I think they might
0: have changed. They might have fiddled the uh, contracts. All my episode was absolute. I did one line in Miranda once, and I still like twice a year will get four or five hundred quid, right? Yeah, and I, know. I did and i go what does miranda get i know i know if you extrapolate <laughs> well, mate
1: i the other a couple of years ago i, I was in torchwood years ago mm. and uh they reached they replayed it on bbc america and i got two thousand pounds right yeah which for yeah. me is like yeah i mean that is what <laughs> i am so and then and there's there's always the moment where you look at the
0: money and you think fucking incredible yeah yeah and then you pause and then you think
1: what did John get? Yeah,
0: this <laughs> is the like, thing. What did David Jason get for Only Fools and Horses? Oh,
1: can you imagine that, That's this is the danger of royalties. Well, don't think about royalties. This is why no. we need to go and sit
0: outside around a fire. Yeah, pit so yeah. We well, I love that. Yeah, you know, I'm so you know it, it links up to everything. That sort of that sort of folky Joni Mitchell, James Taylor feel. The cat, the 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 tent. The, the, the sitting outside thermos mug, all these things, just are just nothing I like more than, than being outside with yeah. a fire on, having a chat with my wife about how badly my career has, <laughs> could have gone but hasn't gone because she saved my life basically. And so she keeps me straight. And, and uh, so that is what that sort of fire Let's have some represents. Of that,
1: Let's have some of the why she saved your life, please. Let's do a bit of that. Come on. Well, she just
0: listens to me, Tom. Sorry, mate. What does she do? I didn't quite. Concerned.
1: There you go. Welcome. She just You're welcome.
0: Li- listens to me and puts <laughs> up with it, and yeah. and is a calm presence. Um, there's a James Taylor song that is, "I feel fine anytime she's around me." Now she's around me now almost all the time, and if I'm well, you can tell that she's been with me now. She's been with me quite a long, long time, and I feel fine. And you go. She well, I just I'm so lucky to have met this woman, who, and I met her when I was 16. We didn't get together for a, a while, but we were always friends. And I I'm so lucky to have met this woman who has the, the biggest emotional intelligence of anyone I've ever ever met. And she absolutely loves me, and she has uh, such an amazing way of sh- of showing it. And she her, her, I know she has it with her friend. And I see her with her friends and she, and her friends are, adore her and she's, she looks after her friends. And this is someone who, do, who doesn't need, uh, who doesn't not need caring for herself. Um, she had a few, a few things, you know, in her life, but she's so emotionally wise and open and loving. Mm. And she just, she'll just, everything that's, she just calms me down. She just keeps me uh, calm and positive. And to have met her uh, is the biggest privilege and joy of my life. Amazing. Well, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> and it's really so nice, nice being to married hear. to someone who you really like. That is yeah. the key, you know? But hang on. What do you do when you're
1: doing stand-up? Because if you can't complain about your other half at stand-up, that means you've got nothing. And nothing.
0: But then I'm not, you have to make yourself a victim. You know that's the yeah. thing I think with stand up. You know, you go. No, I don't. I never complain about it because, you know, she's yeah. Anyway, mm. I've probably no, I've gone on a bit there. You know, no, you haven't. i I requested. It's good the to be, and you the don't language. need to. You know, and and we've been married eighteen years this year, and yeah. and it's it's being married's an odd thing to do. You look back on that now and go, God, that was an odd thing. To, it's an odd. It's an odd state get yourself in, you know, you're sort of yeah. following that path and you go, oh, we didn't actually need to do that, but we haven't. Um, but you've got to get on, haven't you? Got to get on, mate. Got to get on and do the good things. To, no, the, but you've got to get on with each other. Oh, got to get, I thought you said we've got to get can't on. Imagine with being married. Get on with it. can't imagine being married to someone I don't like or can't talk to. Or
1: No, no, I can't either. It's, um, and you see people who are, and you're just like, why are you, why are you doing this?
0: You yeah, doing well, I know, this? yeah, oh God, yeah, oh God. So many times I think, oh, don't, don't, really don't. Don't get married or... Or it's nothing nicer when you than, than meeting people like that and going well, they don't like each other Listen, nothing nothing more fun than going to a wedding <laughs> oh that won't last going to the, a, the, that, oh, that won't I last weddings <laughs> Woof, I love that won't last wedding <laughs> <laughs>
1: nothing better than a that won't last also when you've got the co-conspirators there's only a handful of you oh, who yeah. all know yeah. you meet up you meet up in the corner at the end mm-hmm. sometimes you might get a wedding phot- photographer who, go, who roams around taking pictures of the wedding and you'll see them afterwards on Facebook and you're like and you'll see yourself talking in the background you're like I was fucking yeah. bitching about the couple yeah, yeah, yeah. during that <laughs> photo it's a pay bar. It's a pay <laughs> bar. Hello, I've got this lovely shot of you. Yeah. I was I was complaining <laughs> about how miserly you
0: are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My mate,
1: Here's a great one. Yeah. We're talking of outdoors, one of my favourite pastimes. Uh, golf is not a game of perfect. Mm. This is all November 2014. No Limits, My Autobiography by Ian Poulter. Uh huh. Dream On, One Hacker's Challenge to Break Par oh, yeah. in a
0: Year by John Richardson. Talk to me about golf, please. Oh, I love golf. I love golf, Tom. Um, and not just because I love playing. Mm. Um, my granddad played golf up until he was in his mid-90s yeah. um, and was pretty good, had two hole-in-ones. That um, is very and, good. But played most of his life, and I look back now and I go, oh, I don't think you ever actually had a job. I think, he, <laughs> I think he, <laughs> he was a chauffeur for a bit, and he had a nice cream van. But that's about as much as we as we get. And then, but my, my nan worked their ass off. She had a, a Torquay guest house, so I think she did most of the work. And my dad played golf. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Your nan, yeah. ran a guest house in Torquay. Yeah, right. Oh right, okay. I you're mean, getting faulty towers on me. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Sorry, so I, I never link have... the two. The thing is, I never link the two up because I, I I like faulty towers and it's obviously brilliant. Um, but because when you're from, although it's exciting when you're from Devon to hear the words Devon or Torquay or somewhere you're from because it's never mentioned, you know, um, mm. uh, on the telly. I never really linked the two the two up, you know. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, she had a, a a sort of eight bedroom guest house. Um, right. in Torquay, most famous person who ever stayed was Giles Brandreth, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Affable Tory, massive Brexiteer. But there you are. And we used to get free tickets to, because if she put a poster up, they'd give her a couple of free tickets. So we used to get free tickets to the Crankies and okay. grumble, grumble, weeds. I mean, you're seeing where my comedy comes from here. Yeah, this is how um, you learn your craft. Yeah, Forget Harry yeah, Hill, yeah. go back um, to the crankies. Yeah. So, but he, and I think my granddad played golf the whole time. So golf was always in the house, always putting when we went around his house, or yeah, you know, yeah. always that sort of thing. But since then, me and my brother and my dad all always go on golf trips and go to, we go to the Ryder Cup, and but none of us are particularly good. I am all yeah. right, but yeah. not particularly good. But golf is not a game of perfect. Is the best golf book? Oh yeah, golf by why, why? by a mile. It is absolutely brilliant. And if you just change all the way through it, the word golf for life. <gasps> it is. It will save your life, Tom. I'm, I'm
1: mate. I'm absolutely in. I'm writing this
0: down. It well. is honestly the best golf book. Yeah, it is absolutely brilliant. But also, it can. I don't know if you've ever read uh, the Murakami book. What I talk about. What I talk when about I when running. I talk about running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Similar. Read that, but no, I'm a big Similar. Runner, so yeah, okay. Just but that golf book, even if you don't like golf, just read it and cross out golf and put life and life is not a game of perfect. It's a great way to to look at it because everyone tries to live their life like it is
1: it's so it's so good do you know what i am um, one of the weirdest breakthroughs for my golf this is going to sound absolutely demented mm. was when i was about 23 24 years old because i've always played i've played start, actually i started when i was 13 yeah and uh i got to 23 24 and i read this is going to sound mad, okay? Uh-huh. Just, I'm really going to give that a big run-up here. There needs to mm-hmm. be a lot of love for that. I read The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come, stay with me. Stay with me. And I realised that there is no, um, there is no kind of, otherly power having any impact or care about my game of golf because up until that point this is a weird psychological trauma mm-hmm. i honestly believe when i was playing golf that there was some kind of external forces making my life harder and <laughs> punishing me right okay this sounds crazy but yeah. this was the mind of my teenage years that sort of went into my 20s okay and and i honestly had this kind of almost superstitious riddled with superstitions around my golf almost i guess ocd and and then when i dropped that and realised that that there was nothing. It was meaningless. Not meaningless, but it had. There was no connection with other otherly forces. And suddenly, I I, I dropped so many shots at golf. And oh. I think it's weird, you, let it, then, you let, then, let it go. You let it go. But then that went on into my life. It started with golf, but then I did that across my life and and let go of everything Ooh. and just enjoyed myself. And the ride
0: began. You know. Yeah, I think what that is. You were you matured, Tom. Basically, didn't you? I should have just you said started. The word matured. You yeah, started. It, you started to take. Uh, take control of your own actions and not blame them on anybody else.
1: That's it, mate. That's yeah. it, Charlie. Exactly. Okay, golf chat over. Let's move on. Yeah, Come on okay, we're running yeah, out moving of time. On. All right, so what I'm going to do, Charlie, I'm just going to yeah. rattle through some of uh-huh. your lockdown purchases.
0: And uh-huh. what I'd like
1: you to do, if there's something that really leaps out and has got a good story, if you can just shout, stop,
0: and we okay, can yeah, jump sure. in, all right? So, 12th of well, I think it'll all, it'll all be really connected, I think.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. well, well I can see that you're setting up a home studio. See, if you bought this stuff before, (laughs) I'd be like, this guy is about to start shooting porn, something weird's going on. But during lockdown, it's acceptable. Um, So you've gone for the uh, backdrop screens. Uh, You've got a blue and green screen. Also, 8th of March, uh, the tripod with hand grip for compact system cameras. And also on the 8th of March, you've got the LED video light for DSLR camera camcorders. So you've got lights, cameras, and action. Yeah, And also, you have spent £24 on 72 rolls
0: of toilet paper you're making porn <laughs> we're not making porn we're preparing for lockdown tom i was ahead of the game you were a bog roll COVID idiot a- <laughs> 6th of march 2020 i've got the proof <laughs> i was ahead of the game going mm. do you know what do you know what we're, they're gonna shut my industry down mm. uh, i need to be I able to weep into <laughs> i gotta cry it's a lot of crying uh, going on but no time for sitting on my own um Uh, Yes, so just loads of home studio equipment. I think you'll get in a minute. Do I sound crisp and clear? Crisp audio.
1: Sounding great there. Are you on a, I haven't looked yet, but I'm thinking you'll.
0: I think you'll find in the Aston, uh, the Aston microphone. I don't know if I've bought that on Amazon or not. Are those the
1: microphones of tomorrow? (laughs) Tomorrow's a microphone. Is it Aston. Can I just ask you a quick question? Very quickly, 5th of February, pre-lockdown, the Mm. Wilson Jet eye protective glasses. Why? Yes, I'm playing
0: squash, Tom. Okay. I've, I've taken squash up again. You're such an executive from the eighties. It's such a mid well, it's such a heart attack waiting to happen, aren't I? Yeah. It's really, really so I play squash with my friend Duncan. I've been playing for a, a year and a half and it is so brilliant. It's an exhausting it's game. It's such a it? exhaust, absolutely exhausting, brilliant game. But also he wears glasses and oh. I got one on the forehead. Yeah. And someone once told me, oh, if a squash ball hits you in the eye, your eye will explode, right? <laughs> Why,
1: why did you Which, go a little bit more West Country? Because well, that's the
0: Your eye you will explode. It will. It will explode and you will get that and your eye will explode. Because I think it was because my brother got a cricket ball in the eye. Yeah. and it and it and of course a cricket ball will hit just the outer of your eye whereas a squash ball would go right in your eye. Oh. So anyway, I bought I bought those glasses. I wore them once. I lost 9-2, 9-4. <laughs> never, I've never
1: I've never I've never again. worn them ever again. Happy to sacrifice my sight to win squash. <laughs> Absolutely fine, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Um okay, good.
0: Uh 13th of March. Yeah, look, the Aston Origin Black Bundle 259,
1: yeah. 259.
0: Yeah, well I spent I spent out. I thought it's one, you know, one session isn't it you know yeah. and i've used it an awful lot yeah, and uh, it's a great microphone tom i can really recommend it it's a great microphone it's guys. a great microphone oh that's right you went into x that's radio x, oh, so this, gets, is radio x. this is radio x this is radio x radio x oh that's good yeah oh sport <laughs> johnny Vaughan on radio x oasis <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer that to the absolute absolute radio. Absolute radio is that that um, Yeah, that's uh, well. He uh, how talking about money? How much money does he make? Gee whiz! Um, oh, let's not get into that. I mean, let's not get into that. Um,
1: okay, so um, oh look, Vitlin uh, or Vitlin, the natural choice complete dry adult dog food. You're getting that regularly, Tom. Regularly. That's on a
0: that's on a monthly subscription. We the, do the, same the same thing. my wife me, yeah. actually said, "Will Tom be asking about the dog food?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's, uh, our dog is um, a Red Fox Labrador. Oh. Um, he, we bought him from the Queen's cousin. You are kidding me. No, we didn't mean to, but we, you know, you know when you normally turn up at some a pub some, car park pub, or like some smelly old woman's back room, you know. Yeah. Um, to, uh, but it, We turned up and they had gates. Dag running around. We were like, what is this? What? Where on earth is this? So we turned up at Lord Mountbatten's house and we bought uh, Bruce, our Red Fox Labrador, and he basically shat himself for a year. And we were like, what is this? We've bought a posh dog, <laughs> supposed to be a posh gun dog. Anyway, my dad went, oh, you should use this. Bought us that. Because we he went to like the F- Mole Valley Farmers yeah. sort of farm shop and they went, oh, yeah, use this. And he's basically, like me, he's gluten free. Oh, so, is that right? That's so what it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what that's what the oh, vibe. I he's, like highly recommend he's, he's like his, his daddy. He's like his daddy. He's like his dad. Sweet. That's
1: yeah. sweet. He's when oh, you. I say this to both you and your dog. That's what in inbreeding will bring you. The
0: gleaming yeah. <laughs> he's very pure breed. Uh, he got a very uh, long line. A very long line. They like to show you the line when you buy the dog. Oh, don't they, they, don't love they, that. They, they love like that. They like to show you fucking. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm just like mate. This is not who do you think you are. Just give me the dog. Um, all right, look, here we go. Uh, yeah. This is another great one. Mid lockdown, May 22nd of May 2020. Everyone's in lockdown. You know, at this stage, I was going on runs around London. All the flats yeah, are closed. Sure. There's a debate: Are we allowed in the park? <laughs> What's Charlie yeah. Baker bought? The Intex Explorer two-person <laughs> kayak.
0: Yeah. Well, I live right on the river, and we'd never. And I'd always wanted to. I'd always wanted to. Kayak up the river. And I thought, well, lockdown is the perfect time. Great way to commute. Uh, and and so those inflatable kayaks have changed the kayak game, Tom. Yeah. They've really changed the game. <laughs> Take me through it. Why? <laughs> because you don't have to, it's not like a massive thing anymore. Mm. It, it folds down into a small bag, doesn't it? Right, right, right. right so, right. you know, whereas before you'd have to have a big plastic kayak or Canadian canoe in your back garden or in your shed that does your garden actually back
1: out onto the water
0: no 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 no. we're about 100 foot from it all right okay well a Um, bit bit of climate change mate fingers crossed yeah exactly yeah on its way uh and uh yeah so i've always wanted an inflatable canoe and i was like "Mm, i'm not sure about it yeah jumped for i thought i would send it back if it's no good it's really good how far do you go in it how far do you go oh about a mile mile up and a mile back
1: seriously float
0: along. you see the river from a whole new angle oh yes you know it's and i've taken my daughter in it in a life jacket and uh my son comes in it doesn't paddle just lets me paddle and he sort of he sort of lies down not got my wife in it yet um Mm. but uh oh it's a it's a lovely i think i got very outdoorsy during lockdown
1: yeah, but you already there, were, though.
0: Surely you already were. Not well, more outdoorsy. Are you looking like, at a fishing rod? There we go, Yeah, oh, oh, God, I've started fishing, Tom. you to
1: live off the land.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. I've found fishing, and it's the thing I think is the most addictive thing I've ever done. Mm. Uh, well, I've fishing not done many is, drugs. appeals
1: to a similar part of the brain. It's like it's golf. It's like golf without the bigotry. Yeah, you
0: know I mean? and it's not about the fishing it's about no, no. just sitting by the river on your own for a bit. Yeah. It's not really about the fishing. It's just about that time. So, so what you're saying
1: is you just get a rod,
0: put the rod next to you. you don't even bother putting <laughs> well, a hook on it. thing is, you imagine you could do that. Because imagine if you didn't have the rod, if you just sat by the river for four or five hours. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a weirdo sat by the river on your <laughs> own, on a, you on a chair. Mate, Gazza no would end up with some chicken <laughs> arriving to help you out if you did that. You've got to but, have a rod. It's like going for a walk without a dog and as yes. a single man. You do look a bit weird.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, this, <laughs> so, is, this is what my, when my father-in-law uh, comes um, well, in the olden days, before lockdown, he'd come and help yes. with the kids and uh, he'd end up looking after the dog outside the playground because if we tied the dog up at the playground, the dog barks. So my father-in-law stands there with a dog and sunglasses <laughs> on, right? Looking at the playground. And I'm like,
0: you, <laughs> oh, you can't stand here. Don't like, do that. Me. No, oh. do not do that. No, no. Yeah. So yeah, but oh, fishing's great, Tom. I'm really, and also by living by the river. I'm not very good at it. That's the thing. I'm really rubbish at it. So I feel like I'm learning a new skill. I'm trying to do things that I've always wanted to do on lockdown. Yeah. So I don't come out of it going, well, you had all that chance to do stuff and you didn't do any of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so
1: time and space that we've got. Twenty twenty has given us so much bad stuff, but it has given us this time and space. You know what we should do though? You and I should go fishing together and maybe make it into a BBC Two sort of documentary. Oh, this, I
0: mean, that, I mean that program is absolutely brilliant. They came onto my uh, talk sports show as well. Did they, uh, uh, Bob and Paul? I don't even ever met Bob. Bob and Vic were my growing up with my absolute heroes yeah apart I, from the crankies I don't, I don't apart from I, I'd only ever met Bob before on a, on a show and I wasn't particularly good on the show didn't make him laugh was like really trying hard cr- sort of cringe at thinking about it you know like oh god the amount of effort I tried to make Bob Mortimer laugh absolutely and then he, he came on came on the talk Sports show and I made him laugh uh, within about 30 seconds and I was like I was like oh uh, it felt like a and then he was so nice and and Paul Whitehouse was as well and they were so nice and so interested and signed he's the only person I'd ever get to sign a book and so just to have that second chance of of meeting him and on 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 level playing field as well and yes. not just like as a fan no exactly so, uh, well know, I, I had
1: the exact opposite i bumped into paul whitehouse near me right because yeah. i think he lives quite near me and i just watched the first series and we were queuing together right he was waiting yeah. for something and i said listen paul sorry to interrupt you i can see you're busy i just want to say i love the show oh thanks man i said you know it was just it was so lovely and all the stuff about your health and, and yeah. the diet was really nice uh, and I said, anyway, what are you having? And he said, I'm getting two sausage rolls. We were in a Greg's.
0: We <laughs> so he really, you know, he really practices really what he preaches. Really looking after himself really there. Good. Well done, Paul. Two sausage rolls. <laughs> two sausage. No, yeah, that program though. Is what fant- you know? There you go. If we're talking about telly, if you'd have pitched that, it was going to be them talking about their health and and mm. fishing. It would have gone. Oh, could it be? Could we put a, a robot in it? Yeah. Could a robot be with them? That's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. the, uh, well, what
1: we need to do is get the uh, the next series. You need to just go along in your kayak and just drift past. <laughs> just
0: drift past. Hi guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I've not gone. For, I've not been fishing in the kayak because it's inflatable. Right. Oh, yeah, I, that, I thought that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good a sketch, combo. A sketch waiting to happen.
1: <laughs> Listen. Final item. All right. Yes. This was delivered on the twenty seventh of July, and this mm-hmm. is so dreamy, Charlie, because sometimes these episodes go full circle, and okay. it's as if a scriptwriter has done it for me imagine it a vango banshee 200 yeah. pro backpacking tent we started yeah, with a tent we finished with a tent
0: started with a tent <laughs> um uh i got i love cycling as well <laughs> it feels i think the whole outdoors thing has been like am i just trying to escape your family I think that, yes I, no not my family but well, a bit my family during lockdown but the whole of lockdown i think was my thought was go outside get outside get outside and i got I love cycling and I want, and I would, I like um, cycling somewhere, staying there and then cycling back. Yeah. Um, and I've looked into cycle camping, which is where you put everything on your bike. Cause I, if you do long distance cycling, it's the most you feel like a cowboy or like going, you know, you go with such long distances. The wild west, a fr- frontiersman. It, it feels yeah. like that. So mm. there's a bit, so I've bought uh, loads of cycle camping stuff uh, that you can put. So it's all very light. And it all goes on your bike. Yeah. And uh, the plan, the plan is to cycle to Paris eventually. But I just, I think I like making plans mm-hmm. and, and that makes my brain relax. Just the thought of, all right, you can make those plans and you can escape if you want to, you know. So yeah, the VanGo Gogh uh, is your Banshee two-man tent is your, it's not your, the lightest tent, two-man tent you can get, yeah. Tom, by a long way. And I did a lot of research I on it. I bet you did. but it's light enough. You can get it down into small bags to go on your bike Mm. and it's, very waterproof it's the duke of edinburgh award recommended two-man tent that's all i need mate so you're having a grown-up duke of edinburgh award aka
1: midlife crisis and it's lovely to see it's not a midlife crisis no no it's really it really really might (laughs) be yeah it really might be (laughs) also what i love is that you're buying and and collating this sort of basically an escape package very much like if if you know imagine you and your family are on a plane together and you're just the guy just very quietly in the corner getting the oxygen mask, putting yeah. on the backpack,
0: yeah. getting ready to jump yeah. out of the backpack. You know when they say put it on you before they put it on your child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's basically
0: that. Getting ready to
1: live <laughs> off the land. Uh, listen, Charlie, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for doing My Mate Bought a Toaster. Uh, We've learned so much about you, man. We've been on well, this. You know, it's been intense. That's obviously an amazing joke. But, you know, you
0: are... I'm pleased you didn't bring up the posh bin my wife just bought because that really would have wow. turned off my you know, some of my fans. Yeah, of course, what you're more earthy, down to earth, working class fans. Yeah, yeah, of course. She bought this bin and I was like, that's a lot of money to spend on a bin. Yeah. And I mean, she said, we haven't bought a new bin in 15 years. <laughs> so you spent
1: £114. You've gone for the Joseph Joseph Totem Max 60 litre waste separation and recycling bin. I mean, for 114 quid, I'd want the bin to turn the rubbish back into usable goods, please. That's-
0: <laughs> it's a very good bin. Very mm. good bin. And Joseph Joseph is a great company That and um, also what, happens in brighton in the nativities um so uh,
1: <laughs> what i say that again
0: is in brighton <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i love it i love it
0: we've ended on a joke which oh, i don't know if it works uh, or not but yeah, we'll keep it in because it's out, your I'm joke of, not mine so <laughs> i'm out gone. of i'm out of my wife's waving at the window oh she um, probably wants uh, to get on with your day um, listen, get on with it i'm gonna yes. let you go
1: charlie you've got your show on talk sport haven't you or talk, yeah, talk
0: sports uh t- t- no talk sport i'm not not right wing racist. You're not Mark I don't. I don't. I don't cut up. Um, cut up face masks. there um, no, We do the warm up nine till eleven on a Saturday morning on Talk Sports and I sit in now and again in the afternoons for Hawksby and Jacobs. Yeah. Dreamy. Thank you for joining me, Charlie. Love to talk to you, Tom. So my Thank you,
1: <laughs> Tom. <laughs> go, go again there, love. Tom.
0: Yeah. Can we go again, dear? <laughs> thank you so much. Because I had to say something sincere. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Be you love the
1: baby, walk on door. Isn't he just fantastic? The bundle of energy and enthusiasm and love and comedic wonder that is Charlie Baker. I really, really like that guy. I hope you enjoyed that episode. That is it. That's us for another week. We'll be back soon with more of this utter nonsense. Have a good week. Bye. I love
0: the baby, I the rest of my day. Great Big Owl. Oh do
1: Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, but we will. Uh, and there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers. so join
0: us for Plenty, Plenty Questions. questions.